Hey there, Swifties! Welcome back for another episode of Secret Session Podcast. These are your hosts, Noel and Alice, and today we're going to talk about vigilante shit. So, this song is the hate track of Midnight, and it was written by Taylor Swift while she was on her vigilante shit again, of yes. course. It's self-written, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was produced by Jack Antonoff, of course. The song falls into the fantasizing about revenge category. This whole song parallels nobody, no crime, basically. Um, it can be summed up with the lyrics, she... He, in this case, thinks I did it, but he just can't prove it. Yeah. And as we've talked about in our latest special session, Taylor's masters were sold by Scott Borchetta, the owner of <laughs> Big Machine Records. <laughs> it's the pronunciation that's I funny. know, it's just so funny. <laughs> so Scott um, sold the masters to Scooter Brown, who in turn sold them off. And Scooter Brown's crime in particular is mentioned throughout the song. We will point it out here and, and then, since we do believe that Vigilante shit is about Taylor's master being sold in 2019 and how she's been getting revenge ever since. One big move at a time, being on her Vigilante shit. Again. And, and again. again. <laughs> okay, first things first. What is a, a Vigilante? Because obviously we know what that is, but I... I did a dip dive, just in case we didn't know, <laughs> okay? So a vigilante is a member of a self-appointed group of citizens who undertake law enforcement in their community without legal authority, typically because the legal agencies are thought to be inadequate. In this case, the vigilante is on her own, yeah. <laughs> she's not with a group of no, citizens. She She's, yeah, she's, she's the only vigilante there. Yeah, basically. So, the etymology of the word is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, it comes from Spanish. I think it's pronounced vigilante. I guess so. I don't really know. I don't know anything about Spanish, but okay. Um, it literally means watchman. And it comes from Latin, um, from the adjective vigilantem. And the nominative is vigilance, which meant watchful, anxious, or careful, which in turn comes from the noun vigil, which is watchful, awake, and it's from the... I know I'm, I'm boring you, but... No, no, it's, <laughs> okay. it's interesting to me. Okay, um, it comes from the Proto-Indo-European root weg, I think. Uh, I don't know how that's from. Nobody knows how it was pronounced. Yeah, so it's basically. okay. Um, which meant to be strong, lively. And fun fact, it's the same root of words like witch and bewitch. Yeah. I, I think I, that's very interesting. Yeah, I, I was also thinking that uh, you said it's, it comes from the noun vigil, which means watchful or awake. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because this album is midnight. Oh, yeah. And she is literally awake in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. Fantasizing of, about revenge. Yeah. It all comes together. Yes. Beautifully. It does. Yeah. So, this word was first attested in the sense in 1824 on the US frontier in Missouri, <laughs> however you pronounce that. Yeah. Uh, but also in other places where official authority was deemed imperfect. 
in the Western uh, cultural tradition characteristics are of vigilantism as have often been vested in folkloric heroes and outlaws like Robin Hood. Well, <laughs> 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 do you want to tell us who was Robin Hood? He was a skilled archer. And who else is an archer? If yeah. not Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, I went on a deep dive. It was like 1am. I did not know what to do. I was bored. So I went on a deep dive about vigilantism. Because sleeping? No. No, that's overrated. Doing a deep dive over vigilantism. Yeah. yeah. So, it seems like people started using the word vigilante more during the 1930s. And they kind of stopped for the 40s slash 50s and then started using again from the 60s um, and the usage grew exponentially until today and I mean what was created in the 30s? Companies like DC Comics and some of the most famous uh, vigilantes of our times like you know Superman, Batman, Batman, you <laughs> I know mean, them. It's obviously not a coincidence, and yeah. Uh, let's start with the lyrics. Yeah. Oh, the iconic <laughs> lyrics. Draw the cat eye sharp enough to kill a man. <laughs> <laughs> you did some bad things, but I'm the worst of them. Sometimes I wonder which one would be your last lie. They say looks can kill, and I might try. The cat eye is a kind of eyeliner that has a very winged style and Taylor loves wearing her eyeliner like this and the idea of a cat eye being sharp enough to kill a man should remind us of what in feminist theory is called weaponizing femininity which basically means doing things that are considered feminine like wearing makeup without you know, thinking about men's approval of it, because men's support of disapproval should not in any way influence the way that we women wish to express ourselves. Yeah, I yeah. stand by that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Me and too, girl. Taylor has been talking about stuff like this for years. For instance, in the documentary Miss Americana, she said, I want to love glitter and also stand off for the double standards that exist in our society. I want to wear pink and tell you how I feel about politics. I don't think those things have to cancel each other out. So let's all prepare for Barbie in theater this July. Also, it's obvious that Hits Different is going to be in that movie. Oh yeah, We is. all agree on that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have the receipts from October <laughs> where I said this. We would also like to remind you that Taylor once did her eyeliner with a permanent marker, which is <laughs> so stupid. It's so stupid. He did some bad things, and she's the worst of them. Oh yeah. We immediately understand that he's a bad person because he <laughs> does bad things. And so I think that Well, <laughs> that's a moral oh, question yeah, for okay. the ages, Okay, but... no, yeah, I'm no, sorry. I'm it's not what everyone does bad things yeah but when you you just do bad things and you don't do also good things yeah it means that you're kind of a bad person everyone makes mistakes i'm not saying i do i make (laughs) i make a lot of mistakes so yeah but 
Listen, he's not a good person. No, I know. I was just kidding. <laughs> okay, I know, but I was like... Okay. So I think that this lyric came of a uh, double meaning on some level. Okay, you, you get that trusting her was the worst thing that he ever did. Or I get this. Do you agree? Wait, where, I don't know. I was like, where was trust in this? Like, in, in my mind, I don't know. No, let's. I'm the worst of them. Like, I'm the worst thing. You, trusting me okay, was the worst I thing you, you've ever done. I think I'm the worst of them. It means what you did to me was the yeah, worst. Yeah, and this, Not the sentence I went on like, but at the same time, he did something to her, and they regret it. Okay. I like I see this double thing, like because from But, his point of view, he's like, "Oh, I should." Okay, I it, it makes sense, but he was the first to break that trust. Yeah, I know. It's not I know, like he was trusting like, her after what he did. It's not like he wasn't trusting her. He was trusting her to keep silent. I'm, oh, I'm trying to see it from his perspective, mm -hmm. like. Oh, he, he so dramatic, like, you're the worst thing that has ever happened to, to me and it's not true because he's the one who screwed her up in the first place. I don't know, maybe this is like too much. I mean, from a superficial level, I don't think it's about that. But knowing the history, the story behind yeah. the lyrics, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. it makes sense, of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was thinking about some lyrics like... Well, we have a parallel in the meantime <laughs> from I did something bad, of course. They say I did something bad, but why does it feel so good? And I would do it over and over and over again if I could. It just felt so good. Yes, it did. Maybe I wasn't thinking about Better Man, but my tears ricochet. Um, in particular, the lyrics, even on my worst day, did I, did I deserve, babe, all the hell you gave me? Because, you know, we don't think those songs are about yeah they're about the same situation but um Matthias Ricochet is more focused on Scott Borchetta and Vigilante shit on Scooter Braun but you know that yeah you know you get it we talked about um Matthias Ricochet in last week's episode so if you want please check it out And then we have yet another parallel from I did something bad with the lyrics because for every lie I tell them, they tell me three. And she's saying that she's sick of these games. She knows that he's constantly telling lies and she just wants it to stop. They say looks can kill and I might try. So the phrase looks can kill is used when someone looks angrily at someone else or because of something they did. Here, Taylor is angry. so you know, mad that she would literally try to kill him with her look. Um, <laughs> I just picture like, look as in the outfit. Yeah, <laughs> not the, I think. No, not the... I, I th like, yeah, but I think it's both. I know, but it's <laughs> no. so iconic. <laughs> yeah, it is. She did kill us with that outfit, so... Um, so, um, so it, yeah, it's both the look as in the outfit, but also her murderous glance and her cat eye. So this look thing is also connected to I've been dressing for revenge later in the song, obviously. Yeah. 
I guess there is only one infamous. Oh, can I say it? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, it just. Um, it reminded me of the, the lyric in Death by a Thousand Cats, where she says, um, Just to kill my time. I dress to kill my time. I dress, she dress to, kill to kill. She's dressing to oh. kill, and she's dressing to. She's oh, killing yeah. her time. So that's kind of oh. similar, I guess. Beautiful. Yes. Oh, this is good. Okay. The chorus is, I don't dress for women, I don't dress for men, lately I've been dressing for revenge. I don't star shit, but I can tell you I would ends. Don't get set, get even. So on the weekends, I don't dress for friends, lately I've been dressing for revenge. Oh yes! Mel was like <laughs> rapping in front of me. <laughs> okay, I guess there is only one infamous revenge dress in pop culture. The one worn by the late Diana Spencer, Princess of Wales, in 1994, after you know her husband, the now King Charles III, publicly admitted to committing adultery. And we could say that Taylor wore a similar revenge dress in November 2021, while promoting Brett's version on Late Night with Seth Meyers. I love that the look but okay the high heels oh yeah yeah oh, absolutely amazing but i'm convinced that there yeah. is a video where someone is telling her is this a revenge dress and she says no it's not but i can't find it anywhere and and now i don't know if it's like something that really happened or just something a dream like i don't know because i'm i was so deadly sure that it had yeah. happened but then like when vigilante shit came out no one talked about it and i thought it was weird and i tried to look for it on the internet like i i, I re-watched that interview mm-hmm. and there's nothing so If someone knows what I'm talking about, please tell me. It's probably something that I made up. I don't know. I don't remember anything about that, but... (laughs) I don't know. It is a red dress. I mean... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was to promote secondary recording. Yes. After Phil version was so successful. Yeah. I mean, of course, it was a revenge dress. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely... Amazing. I love that outfit. Yeah. So, um, she might have worn another revenge dress at the BMA's after party, the, you know, the night she announced Midnight's. <laughs> what a crazy night. I know it's crazy, but, uh, I mean, we all remember it. It's the blue one with the silver stars and the white fur coat. And oh, it's funny because yeah. we, we saw the, that picture before we got the news of the oh, release. Yeah. And so yeah. we were like, oh my god, it's from Cardigan. You <laughs> threw stars around <laughs> my scars. Yes, of course. <laughs> and I like, no a way. moment <laughs> after we... I mean, we got the news and it was so Yeah, funny. we literally scrolled and denied. Yeah, oh, yeah that exactly. Makes sense. That makes <laughs> We're like, sense. oh, okay, yeah. now I get it. And, uh, well, I guess Scooter Brown's ex-wife will be referenced in the second verse. It's the same woman. Um, she wore a very similar piece, you know, a blue dress, um, like basically the, the same length, um, with stars and a very big bow on the back which I do not like, but that's just my personal opinion. And yeah, I guess it's similar. I mean, it's not obviously the same. I don't think 
I mean, it might be connected, no, but, but I don't know. There was another time that she wore something that was like the white fur coat. I've seen the pictures. The ex-wife? Yeah. And so oh. it was that too. And okay. it was like, she combines. Makes sense. Yeah, of course it does. Okay. So Taylor doesn't start shit, but she can tell you how it hands. So she is a deal closer. Oh, yeah. She doesn't attack other people, but she defends herself when others do. So good for her. Yep. And she is used to that and she knows how it will end. And spoiler alert, she will get her revenge. And anyway, this reminds me of when Taylor said, be like a snake, be nice to everyone unless people step on you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah! Yeah, that's that's it. Starship. Yeah, but this is how it ends. <laughs> what the hell was this? <laughs> no, Today I'm really crazy. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> okay, so we have a bunch of parallels. The first one is from Endgame. I swear I don't love the drama. It loves me. But we have from Better Than Revenge. You might have M, but I always get the last word. And from long story short, I tried to pick my battles, did the battle picked me. So yeah, she yeah. doesn't start shit. Yeah, exactly. So don't get sad, get even. Okay, <laughs> get even. Um, this lyric is a twist on the phrase, don't get mad, get even. Um, in the long pond studio sessions, Terror said, the most rage-provoking element of being a female. For centuries we have been expected to absorb male behavior, silent absorption of whatever any guy decides to do. Oftentimes when we respond to bad male behavior, that response is treated like an, an offense itself. I have absolutely no right to respond or I'm crazy. So being sad about the situation wouldn't help feeling better, but getting revenge would. And we know there's nothing Taylor does better than revenge, so... <laughs> I mean, we, we did a remix of some sort. Oh yeah, with, with I did, I did, Oh yeah, right! <laughs> I always, Why do I think I did something like Because it was yeah, the performance. Uh, yeah. of, I did something like yeah. The performance. <laughs> performance. <laughs> why am I all British? <laughs> I don't know why. No, I know why. <laughs> Um, I watched earlier um, an interview of Sam Corley. It's British. Oh. <laughs> like, I, I the first thing I've heard that's British in like all for here, so <laughs> I just picked up on it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, we have a parallel with Tis the Dance Season with the lyrics, so we could call it even. Okay, then we have a different play on the. Um, <laughs> I've been dressed for revenge. She she changes from uh, I don't dress for women, I don't dress for men. To so on the weekends, I don't dress for friends. Um, yeah, it's, there's nothing really to uh, overanalyze about this, but um, yeah, she's not like having fun on the weekends with her friend. She is dressing for revenge because she's about to do some vigilante shit, you know. Okay, then we have the second verse. She needed cold, hard proof, so I gave her some. She had the envelope, where you think she got it from. Now she gets the house, gets the kids, gets the pride. Picture me, take escapes with your ex-wife. And she looks so pretty, driving in your vans. Lately, she's been dressing for revenge. 
So in this verse, Tara sings about how she's dealt with Corey Brown's crimes. She went to the wife and she's telling us that the wife, she needed cold heart proof in order to believe her husband did commit this crime. So Taylor gave her some insight and it's a scene straight from a movie. You know, a scene where uh, two women are at a diner um, in order not to be recognized. Um, you know, they wear like sunglasses and stuff. And they sit in front of each other and Tara slides the envelope over to the wife and then gets up the leaves. Like yeah. she leaves a dollar bill and then gets out. <laughs> and she's like, and now it's time to go. Ooh! Yes! <laughs> and see. And see. <laughs> So it should be obvious to us and to Scooter Brown that she was the one who gave her proof of what he did. And it also speaks volumes of how women should learn to trust our other women. So the, the wife didn't trust her husband and so she went to the woman who fell victim to his crimes and she believed her. Yeah, they were both, both victims yeah. of the same man yeah. in different ways. We assume, I mean, we, we really don't know about him. I mean, we know too much about him. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I do not say this, but I think they divorced because of adultery. I, I guess so. I guess so. And so maybe it was proof of both his crimes towards Taylor, but also, you know, her yeah. adultery crime. I know. So after she found out the truth, um, she asked for a divorce, which Taylor says she won. So now she has custody of her kids and she lives in their house and she keeps the pride and because what he did was so low and shitty that he ended up being humiliated, you know, he lost his pride. And I mean pride in a very alpha male perspective, of course. I mean he did pay three hundred million dollars just to bully Taylor, so he should feel stupid. Yeah. This whole verse is, is written as if Taylor is the other woman in an affair. So she gave the wife proof, of, as we said, of the affair in, in an envelope and the wife was able to divorce the husband and win. Instead of competing for the same man as society pushes women to do when it comes to, I mean, infidelity and other stuff. And, yeah. yeah. And the two women actually became friends and so they became as thieves and it's also kind of funny that Taylor refers to herself and the wife as thieves when the real thieves in in this situation are Scooter Brown and Scott Borchetta yeah. I mean king of thieves yeah which we'll talk about next next week, week. next yeah. week oh my god okay I can't keep it up okay. <laughs> so we have a, a couple of parallels the first one is from Mad Woman the master of spin as a couple side flings, midwives always know. She should be mad, should be skating like me, but no one likes a mad woman. Yeah, and this song is actually about this situation, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we have not analyzed mad women, but we, we have quoted it so much in the last couple of episodes. Actually, we have analyzed mad women. Yeah, yeah like not officially, not on podcast, but we, we did analyze it. Yeah. yeah. And then another parallel is from Nobody No Crime. I think he did it, but I just can't prove it. No, Nobody No Crime, but I ain't letting up until the day I die. So, 
Also, Yale Cohen is dressing for revenge. Um, Taylor flips around the lyrics. It's the wife who's dressing for revenge now, who doesn't start shit but can tell you how it ends. Yeah, because in the second chorus, it, yeah, the there second. are some parts that change and it's she doesn't start right, shit yeah. but, I can, but she can tell you how it ends, don't get sad, get even. So on the weekends, she doesn't dress for friends. Lately, she has been dressing for revenge. Yeah, I hadn't. Oh no, it's fine. Yeah, so she's the one who doesn't stir shit, who won't get sad, only even. And there has been some character development from that woman. And here she's not on her ex husband's side anymore. Yeah. Then we have the bridge. Ladies always rise above. Ladies know what people want. Someone sweet and kind and fun. The lady simply had enough. This to me sounds like... Not a curse, but like a spell or something. Yeah. It's, I mean, the way it's, it's sung. Like, yeah. It's it's very Macbeth to me. Like the witches yeah. in the first act? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I That's. Like that. Yeah, it's exactly like that. I like that. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Um, so, here Taylor is describing how women are expected to be. They need to have everything figured out, but they also have to be nice and kind and sweet. Well, she's sick of that, um, rightfully so, and she's had enough and she won't have according to men's plans anymore. Yeah. We have a parallel with All Too Well, the idea you had of me, who was she? A never needy, ever lovely jewel who shine and reflects on you. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> So, I, I love this bridge, by the way. Amazing. Yeah, and it flows so perfectly with the yes. song. I mean, it, it doesn't sound like the same song. Yeah, but it's so perfect. Yeah, together they match perfectly. Yeah. And the, the way it's just, it ends with the lady simply had enough. And then... <laughs> and, you go, and you go into the third verse, like, yeah. oh my god. And, yeah. Whoa. And I mean, I have to know what our reaction was. <laughs> oh, I was like above the clouds. I was like, oh, was this is not impressed. real. I was What the hell is this? <laughs> this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the third verse, which is, well, he was doing lines and crossing all of mine. Someone told his white collar crimes to the FBI, and I don't dress for villains or for innocence on my vigilante shit again. That again is like yeah, because this is the first, um, the first time we hear the the title in the song. Yeah, I absolutely love those songs where the title is only mentioned once. Yes. because it's special. Yes. it's like so pretty. Yes, <laughs> it's like labyrinth, I guess. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it just it is. lost in the labyrinth of my mind. Yeah. And that's the yeah. only time she says that. Well, I've been listening to labyrinth a lot. Oh, it's so amazing. Oh my god. Yeah. I cannot get enough of it. Like, I, I always find something different. With yeah. That. It's amazing. Yeah. We need to. Why is that? I know we do. Like, also the, the music. I think it's the first time I really want to analyze the music. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's difficult. I, I, I know! Do, I, I don't know if I can do that, but I can try. I don't know, I do not know how to do that, but like from a very 
ignorant oh yeah point of view, like, i would from, like to do that yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean we do everything from an <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding but am i kidding no <laughs> actually no but no. well okay i mean we're proud of we we can't speak but we're proud of what we're doing so yeah, of it's okay we are. Of course we are. And just, I just wanted to tell people I'm proud of this. If you don't like this, I'm sorry for you. You're tasteless. <laughs> oh my god! No, that I'm kidding. On fire today. Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. Okay. Life. Life. Yeah. It's emotionally abusive. <laughs> Always. We'll talk about that later. So, next chapter. Next chapter. <laughs> so, and now that we're talking about libraries. And you know, double meaning some words. Let's just pretend we're not recording this after we ended the episode. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> okay, we spent like 10 minutes looking through lyrics because I could not remember for the life of me the lyrics I wanted to say that has so many like double meanings, it's crazy. And these are the lyrics for Labyrinth Breathe in, breathe through, breathe deep, breathe out. I'll be getting all of you my whole life. <laughs> That's like four different uh, meanings of the the verb of yeah. breathe. And then we have the break lyrics. So break up, break free, break through, break down. You will break your back to make me break a smile. That's like six different meanings of the verb break. I remember when you hit the break test. That's another kind of break. But it's, it's spelled different. It's like... Not say word. I know. Whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It's just to say something stupid. Okay, no, I know English. Third verse. The lyric, he was doing lines and crossing all of mine. So it plays on the word lines. And here it has two meanings. He was doing drugs, you know, since doing lines is slang for snorting cocaine <laughs> because it is usually laid out in lines. Or he was crossing lines, which means he was crossing terrorist boundaries. How can one person like put these two different meanings of lines in the same yeah. verse? Not even no. like yeah. the same line. Oh my god, she did that on purpose. <laughs> Freaking line! It's because oh she's a mastermind. She, she is a mastermind. I mean, she has something else. I guess we also have another parallel um, with daylight. There are so many lines that I've crossed unforgiven, but I mean, it's not the same, obviously. But I mean, it's Taylor admitting that she has crossed some lines, yeah. while he is not admitting to that. You know. Yeah. Okay. And a, a white collar crime is a crime that is committed by a person who works in an office or a similar place, usually by a professional person in connection with their work. And we don't really know what these crimes are, but we know that it was involved in some fraudulent deal. And, yeah. And it yeah, was yeah. difficult to understand, so I'm, I'm not going to, yeah. to explain that. Um, I honestly think this part is fictional or at least an exaggeration because we don't 
I mean, we don't have any proof of the cocaine or even the FBI accusations. It might be true. We don't, uh, know. I don't know. And but... if they were true, then good. I hope the FBI <laughs> will do its job. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, we have we have another parallel with haunted. You and I walk a fragile line. I have not at all the stories. <laughs> okay. <cocaine. laughs> Never thought I'd see it snoring. <laughs> okay, so last part of the verse, and I don't dress for villains or for innocence. That's like a reference to the Speak Now song Innocent, which is about Kanye West. So Throughout the, the song there might be some references to yeah. Kanye West. But we decided not to focus on them because because why? <laughs> no, because we, we think it's less relevant here since yeah. we're talking about the music chapter and... Yeah, I mean, there are some references, especially with the ex-wife bit. Yeah, and the band's thing. Yeah, but I don't feel like it's about that. Yeah, no, me neither. Because she's not thick of these with <laughs> Kim Kardashian right yeah, now. no, like, not a chance. I don't see that happening. No. Um, so, yeah. I don't think it's relevant. Yeah. It's relevant. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Okay, yeah. Okay, Another so Easter egg we put there. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's it for the lyrics. Yeah, then there's again the chorus and then oh, yeah. the song ends. I have to say that the production of the song is very interesting because yeah. there is a lot happens but not a lot is happening. Like it's yeah. it's strange. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, I think it's perfectly worked. Like, yeah, I think they had this idea of a very yeah. simple production. Yeah, it's but it it's so simple that it's almost like it's a very thought out production. Yeah, no, of course. absolutely. So there are layers, as in every song of Tears discography. Yeah, that that's what but I those was layers to say. are perfectly matched. Yeah, so they sound simple. Yeah, they sound simple. Yeah, yeah. It has a lot yeah. of layers and everything is in the perfect place. Yes. So thank you, Jack. <laughs> thank you. And it was self-written. Yeah. I mean, we said this in the beginning, but yeah, two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, because this this episode was recorded in two separate times. So yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Yeah. It's the only self-written song in the standard edition. Yeah. I guess that's it for yeah. the lyrics. So. Alice, what are your favorite lyrics? You did some bad things, but I'm the worst of them. Okay. Um, what are what about you? What are yours? Yeah. <laughs> because there's always more than uh, one. Yeah, of course. It's two. Um, the lady simply had enough, which is the same lyric that I put in our uh, first impressions episode. But also, and he was doing lines and crossing all of mine, because that's because just that's epic. Like it's yeah. like... Oh my god, genius, genius. I love it. Okay, so I guess that's it. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to yeah. this episode. All the ways to contact us are in the description of this episode. We have a Kofi, so if you want to support us, you can go there and there are all the infos. Please go there. <laughs> and um, yeah, go there because we have an open campaign. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know what that means. <laughs> But I'm like, like we we put like a post where we explain that we're trying to save money for the air store. Okay, so we have to use this energy for another yeah. episode. So bye, bye. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>